we're looking at, this is where we're at as to where they could actually use uh, like um, a skit comedy type of uh, situations and affect how people think, how people operate, how we how we uh, interact online because I can't tell you how many times I didn't get uh, uh, cussed out over saying that slot was fake. People get emotional over what's presented on the world stage. Unbelievable, unbelievable that they will get emotional over what. Like I mean, this to me, to me, this actually says a lot about their acting ability, how effective they are at conveying these simulated situations as real in front of a live audience. I mean, give the guy another Oscar. You know, this is, to me, I think that right. it must be so funny to be in the know on the inside and to know the whole right. world has no clue. That That's why you can see the duper's delight, because they get a rush out of this thing. See, and I think that's the reason, I think that's the reason, like I said, with the Will Smith situation, I think that's the reason with all of the other actors in attendance, I think that a handful of them knew that something big was going to, I think... Like I said, most people faces, and and I can't, I don't know what the rest of the crowd look like. I've, I only know the few uh, collages I've seen of a couple like uh, well-known celebrity faces. They look kind of shocked, like they weren't, like they weren't in on the skit. But there are a couple other faces that look like, like they might have known it was going to, like they, like they may have known something was was, was going to happen with it being the Oscars. That's why I'm saying I just don't get why most people don't just question first this is one of the biggest most esteemed uh, celebration of acting everybody in the room is an actor or they're involved in the whole acting industry so it's like why wouldn't you think this was acting if you saw no security no police involved, everything. People are like, well, the police got involved later and everything. I said, that's because this story is being written out later. So you, I'm like, man, it's like, Tim, now it's just a point where they've done it so much. Like I said, with the War of the Worlds and, and, um, and that from all the way back then, it's grown to a point where it's like now they really have us in that same mind frame again, just, just over reinvented and it's just a deeper sickness now because i think that now it's become almost a genetic thing because it's like now we have kids that you can give a baby a smartphone and they automatically become attached to it won't put it won't put it down Hollywood yeah i've been magic. saying that what differentiates those who are still perceivers from the mere believers is the perceivers haven't taken the TV screen or the smartphone screen as their primary sensory apparatus. They still are in the world. And even though we're somewhat metaverse, we're confused intentionally uh, by the way they fuse real and fake, uh, no, the people who are being born into the system at this level, that's an extension of their body. They are transhuman at this point. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, when people are incredulous about the fake, about the slap, you know, how could that be fake or even any event? I always raise this question to them. Is it fakeable? Like, are the people on the stage good enough? Could they have carried that out? And if their answer is no, they're not being honest. When you're talking about actors mm -hmm. of that caliber, caliber it is fakeable. 
And right. that's an important point to raise because if you think it's not fakeable, then you're probably dead set with your presuppositions and you're not open to the truth. And that's an important question to ask. You know, is it at least hypothetically something that could be faked? And, um, and you know what? Yeah. I'm going to tell you, I get the best response on like if something is fakeable from people that kind of came up with the same background that I have as far as like the arts like people that have gone to see uh, theater, like you've, you've actually seen people act on a stage. If you've actually seen people act on a stage, like you've seen like actual sets change and you've seen like people have like uh, costume changes and you've seen one person play like three different characters and they actually nail each character where you don't even see the same person playing a different character. Know what I mean? And this is and and this is with just regular stage makeup. Then I don't think that it's like most people realize that this can be done on a regular street, a regular city street. It could be done in a town or a larger scale. It could be done in a in a lot of different um, um, scenarios outside of a physical stage on a um a particular like you know what i'm saying uh, auditorium or whatever it can actually be done outside like i said if you've ever seen actors like you know what I'm saying, are performing on the street if you if you if you've ever seen like a classical theater and you've seen other costume changes and the set changes and the sound and all of that and the way it's you're just seeing this with news cameras that's yes. it. You're seeing it with news cameras. And a lot of it has already been filmed in advance so that so that it can be placed and it can be uh, repurposed later on because uh, they'll show you footage from New York City or footage from like from, um, from like uh, France and tell you that it's a whole nother city somewhere else a couple years later for a whole nother situation. And the public is illiterate to it because who remembers that footage? Who's gonna really think about it like like that? It's like you're just gonna take what's given to you at the moment because they know that the public memory lasts only just as long as like whatever they present to you until the next story. Now you saw now the video of of Will Smith teaching people how to fake a slap. That might be a good way to wake people up. If they think the slap right. was fake, slap them in the face the way that Will fake-slapped Chris. It might shock them, but you're not actually contacting them. And that right there would show them, okay, it's fakeable. Right. And like I said, now they have the footage coming out from a different angle where you actually see that there's no contact. And then I told people from the time I saw the footage, I heard the sound effect before he even made contact. And the way his his body turned and the way Chris was uh, positioned and everything, I was like, man, I just couldn't understand how the rest of folks. And I was actually kind of shocked that it's like some of the people I went to, to like uh, performing arts with, that are actors uh, and, and it dealt with like uh, uh, musical theater and things like that, how they were fooled by it. I'm like, y'all get the hell out of here. How are y'all fooled by this? I feel we like saw this at school every day. We're starting the Will Smith tr um, slap truth movement. Like this, this right. slap gate thing is, I mean, it might be a, a small thing, but you know what caused me 
to do a double take and actually pay attention to the news was one crisis actor's grin. That's all it took. That was the glitch in the Matrix that yep. set me free. Uh, Robbie Parker woke me up. So this slap is actually a very teachable moment in terms of media literacy, epistemology, everything. And you know what else, too? It's just like I tell people, like, okay, I tell them go to, like, uh, the Industry Hoax channel and check out the Nipsey Hustle video where you see the people laughing and you see them saying, can we do this over? I didn't cry right and all of this type of stuff and everything. I'm like, I tell folks, like, man, when we see this, and this is, and Tim, this is what I think is really the scariest part. You can actually present evidence. A channel like that can actually put together a presentation of all of this contradictory evidence, all of this evidence that supports that this isn't real. Common sense is aligned 100%. People will look at it, see it, their common sense goes off like, damn, that is kind of, and they'll still go right back into that same hive frame of mind that group think like, no, nah, but still. Yeah, I, I, I know why. This is the reason why is that I think the truth movements, the communities around this type of uh, conspiracy theorizing, whatever, they are often without a methodology. So it's hit or miss. They'll say, "Well, this one's fake. Maybe it's fake. That one is real. This one, I got to investigate." So they don't have a methodology as we do, which is pretty much it's fake until proven real if it's an extraordinary claim and they don't have evidence. And so by having a methodology here, we're not confused and we will never revert. I will never go back to just saying, okay, the news is back to being real again. Man, it was fake for a couple of years there. No, it's because we figured out the game. And the people who are still on the fence, they haven't had that paradigm shift. And it's, it's, it's a big leap, I think, for some, because they have so much faith in this thing. They don't know how this system of lies works and that the the religions that have been used historically to control people's minds have been supplanted by the media. And that's what's hidden in plain sight, is that we do have a world church. It's a universal world church, and it's called MSM. It's called, called MSM. And you know what else? I've had these, these, these type of deep talks with folks, and it's like uh, something else I've noticed. It's not just that they, they don't see it. It's not even that some of them don't see it, Tim. It's, it, it's to the point now where it's like a lot of them, I've actually had people, I could say half of the people I've had real, real deep talks about things that want to pick my brain and we, and we talk for hours, they'll tell me like, man, I'm scared to come out there where you are. They're like, like, bro, I'm scared to, they, they're like, man, that's, it's because you know why? Because it's like I think Hollywood, going back to like Hollywood, they've put such a stigma on having free thought with movies like you, you know, uh, Enemy of the State, The Matrix, you know, um, the the one where where people were getting arrested for like uh, thought crimes. You, you know, they've put so much of a stigma on like if you think against what's the like uh, consensus thought that you're a criminal. So I think that now with media being main, with with like a uh, mainstream media being like a religion, to question anything 
that goes outside of what you've been presented with main, by mainstream media, it's like committing blasphemy against God. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart because I've had Christians, I've had people that are deeply religious over this whole last um, um, situation with the, the whole uh, lockdown thing and all of that. I had people, I lost friends because of my um, opinion on things, not because they died, not because, no, I lost friends because of an opinion. So I know that this runs so deep psychologically and emotionally in people that that that's, that that's another aspect of the virus. It's a fear virus. And as long as they can keep their, their, their fear virus at the rate it's a cancer, as long as they can keep it growing and keep it, uh, uh, festering and you don't, and you don't get people like us who question and we go viral and we start to cure little parts of that cancer. No, nah, they're not going to have that. They're going to keep everybody scared of, of leaving the situation like the movie The Village. They're going to, they're going to, uh, keep people back there. Not knowing guardrail by the monsters. If you if you question too much, those monsters in the forest going to get you. So people don't want to go in the forest, and it's yeah. like, and they don't realize that, and they and they and they and they don't realize that it's like that. It's like it's not it's not even God. I I I had people that actually equated what they heard on the news to how they felt spiritually. And that's when it scared me, and I had to kind of pull back and say, you know what, I, I, I can't keep badgering these folks. We're trying to make them see what I see and, you know, and question the things I do. I'm like, it's too far ingrained. Yes, so they I've, have to, I've so read they those have too. To get I'm to like, a point where they, where they have to pull that plug out the back of their neck at some point, but it's like right now they're just not ready for it, and I'm not going to be the one to do it. Yeah, in the movie Free Guy... Um, it, I mean, it's a rom-com, but it actually has a very profound message. And there's an a aspect to it where it kind of mirrors the movie They Live, where the NPC can put on the glasses that the living people who are playing the game wear, and they can see mm -hmm. it as they do. So just like in They Live, he puts on the glasses, and he sees the controllers, and he sees all the programming. Same thing in Free Guy. Well, he wants to have his friend put on the glasses. Hey, you got to see how it really is. And his friend doesn't want the glasses. And that's exactly what right. happened in They Live. And so right. I think that there's um, people can only tolerate so much light, uh, so much of this information at once, inform overload. So what I try to do here is with this channel is I want to only, for the most part, communicate to people who have already seen through most of the stuff. So we're not really holding hands. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to pull anybody in here. What we're actually doing is we're moving forward. And if someone can't keep and up, that, that's fine. And that's what I, I tell people. I'm like, I'm like, man, I'm I'm not trying to convince anybody anything. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to convince anybody anything. They say, then what? Then what is your purpose? I said, my purpose is to just um, share my thoughts, to share my questions, my opinions, my thoughts, because some of the some of the the best books. And the best presentations that you find on, on like, uh, YouTube and other platforms are just people expressing their thoughts through using video, photos, and, and doing uh, narration and making uh, diagrams and everything. Their thoughts, their art. It's like as long as we can do that, we'll move on uh, progressively. 
But when you get to a point where you can't share thoughts, where you can't even think anymore to even have any thoughts for you to share, then it's like you now live in a world. It looks like those those old cartoons that they used to show us, those old um, – they um they used to show us these cartoons they used to come on in the morning on the little uh cartoons um before you go to school like uh, uh the great space coaster and stuff like that but they used to have these these little uh abstract cartoons and one that always stuck with me because it was kind of scary it used to show these little these little like lump looking things on a planet that had like eyes and it showed like where something was like over this planet, it was kind of like we were like uh, controllers, like kind of like the bigger controllers over the planet. Like it was showing some beings that were kind of bigger, and they did something to the little guys. They gave them a distraction where they all just stayed glued to it. Wow! Everything that was going on around them was being shifted and was going into hell. They were so glued onto something that they weren't even paying attention. And I remember as a child, that kind of, like, lightly traumatized me because of the way it's drawn and the way, like, the music and everything is. So I think that it's like we've been given these subtle, these subtle, like, kind of um, experimental programming because I know for a fact cartoons and everything, especially the ones from back in the day, when they would do those, those like uh, artistic uh, cartoons, most of those were um, experiments. They were doing experiments on children, on us, to see how how we would be affected by those uh, cartoons. They would, and I didn't notice until I, I started finding information on how they would use cartoons in these like long term. Um, experiments where it's like they would show children, like they would take certain cartoons that like you would only see if you were from a certain age bracket. And with those cartoons, they would then revisit that person years later. Okay, kind of like the Tuskegee experiment. You affect somebody and then you see what it does to their lives later. And you see what it does to their life years later. Like you see what the person's perspective of it is years later, like, you know, how that, how 